something for me to, to retweet. Uh, there is. I think I already put something up. Cool. Because sometimes I have moments of clarity. Moments of clarity. That's ridiculous. How's this for a good, clean sound bite to start with? Works for me. Should we do a proper intro and we just jumping right into it with no chit chat tonight? If you if you want, I can talk about Elden Ring for twenty minutes and then we. Can... I can talk about other podcasts. <laughs> you want to talk about Elden Ring? Elden Ring. <laughs> I beat it and I'm still on the play. Oh my god! Yeah, nah, I I definitely had a a cool down day as far as that's concerned. Did you? Did you give yourself some aftercare? Uh, it was very... The tail end of that game was very frustrating for me. I will not lie. Not exactly an enjoyable process that I struggled through. But it's done. I've, I've beaten it once. I'll go back in like four months and play it again. And beat it again. Beat it again. Different build. With... With weapons that aren't uh, masochistic in nature. Thus the aftercare. Before we even get into it, let's, let's just go around. How was everyone's day? Did we all have a good day? I made pizza. You made pizza? I had to work. I made pizza. Uh, had a good day. Cool. I also had to work. I woke up with a migraine and then my big dog Tandy uh, went nuts because we had, I think, a, a caseworker or something like that for one of the kids uh, swing by today and he went absolutely in like way more insane than he normally does. Like normally he just gets really excited and then settles pretty quickly. Not today. No. He decided today was the day to lose his shit. Yeah, so went from starting middle migraine to holy crap, my head is throbbing, I can barely drive, and then had to drive half an hour to work. And it settled a little bit on the way to work, and then with my job, I'm turning the lights on and off constantly all day. I'm looking at through microscopes with bright lights, and then by lunchtime, I was ver virtually nonverbal. Um, so that was fun. So that was my day. It was great. It was a good time. On that note. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, listening to In Absentia, episode 35, Getting the Heck Out of Dodge. I'm Steve. I'm going to be the GM and storyteller tonight. And also helping me tell the story, are my delightful players. Amongst which is John. Hi, I'm John. Uh, Steve chose me first to torment me. But I play uh, Quill, Maxi Wizard, and I'm addicted to, to cookies. That's not to love, not to copy the music lyric. I'm addicted to cookies. And Puppy Chow. Fifth edition. And Puppy Chow. Puppy Chow. <laughs> did you make Puppy Chow again, John? I did not. Stop. 
bringing it up. <laughs> and also joining me is Anne. Hi, I'm Anne. I play a Kanku rogue. That's all I got. I don't, I don't have a bit. And Mark. Hi, I'm Mark. Uh, the same Mark that had a beard before and doesn't now. And I play Zigrit the Dragon Bone Sorcerer. Mark leading the way in facial hair disappointment since early March of 2022. That's right. So, last episode, we had a fair amount of stuff happen, mostly to story, really. But other stuff to the the gentleman, too. Who would like to recap for us? Or we, I suppose we could do two separate recaps from the two different perspectives. Or would we like to mishmash it? I think John needs to tell us what he did. I did. <laughs> are I we did. laying the blame distinctly on Quill? I, I guess we are, everyone. Quill blames himself, so I guess we are. Uh... No, uh, Ziggert and Quill went to go look for a story and made our way meandering in a sort of way over to the rich side of town where we talked to a guard and found out like uh, that a couple of carts had come through back to their homes, that being the McAllisters and the Fire Mains, I believe. Uh, was it I f a Fire Tongues, I thought. Fire Tongues. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we, we went around. To, we were going to go to the McAllister's house, but uh, we heard some noises, dogs coming from the fire tongues, investigated, talked to a guard at the gate, asked, lied to that guard, and the guard died. Not by our hand, but still by our actions, or by our words. And then story showed up, uh, as if from nowhere, and we all ran away. As though some twisted hand of fate reached <laughs> down from the heavens and just gave things a nudge in the right direction. And what what did Story do? Story was minding her own business, trying to find something in a large building that did not belong to her. just a random building random building <laughs> um <laughs> uh story found some rich people's house and she was trying to procure some money for an object that she had commissioned things did not go well she found flowers that were not great and <laughs> found herself falling from a window found herself walking through quiet hallways as soon as she found something good all of a sudden heard a weird noise outside the building the mansion and decided to cut and run and found her her guys running away from a dead body Because there is a serious lack of training in guard dogs in this town. Let's let's not forget 
a few minor facts. Such as, not only did Story not procure any money from this venture... Not a damn thing. She actually used up a bunch of the side pork and bacon... Mm-hmm. ...that she had in her pack. So really, like... Really, like, total loss. Mm-hmm. And also... Zigrit had a pretty great bluff. Yeah, I mean, really lied through his teeth. And then... Quill came in with <laughs> we sell big dogs big big dogs <laughs> the big dogs and weirdly that wasn't convincing and set that little seed of doubt in the guard's mind uh, too bad he didn't live long enough to actually uh, have any I mean it, it cast doubt into his mind and then he approached animals that were fighting over bacon of all things with doubt in his mind literally i mean he it, had he not had that little seed of doubt maybe he'd still be alive today i don't know if that's how that works <laughs> i mean he is the dm that's exactly how it works <laughs> i feel like uh purity of heart it does not determine whether one lives or dies unless you're uh partaking in the gamjibur after the what's the best descriptive word for last session um i feel like it's it's a two-parter um rhymes with duster pluck <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's it's escaping me but must must muster truck Mustard that might truck. be it. That's gotta be it. Mustard that makes truck. sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. After the events at the mansion, you made good on your escape and went back to the underground, collected your cart, and Fred the horse, and head smasher the donkey. Quill thought long and hard about his life and the choices he's making while curled up in the fetal position in the cart, snuggling Head Smasher, because Head Smasher has taken a distinct liking to Quill. Yes, an emotional support donkey. Or maybe, in reality, Quill is his emotional support to Baxi. <laughs> it's like uh, cheetahs and dogs. He's not well-trained yet, but Head Smasher will get there. Okay. Full on, my dog's emotional support human is my son, so it happens. <laughs> so, after that, you guys started heading out of town. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure it's still the dead of night. Yep. And you heard shouting off in the distance as we closed. We're just leaving. It's fine. We're just. Yeah. So Ziggurat tells Ziggurat looks over to Story because she's in a frenzy. Is where we left off. She's like trying to. You know, he's uh, trying to snap this her out. This is of not story. her first getaway. Story. She's not in a frenzy. Story. This isn't a getaway. <laughs> uh, she is. Uh, yeah, no, but in a getaway, you don't frenzy off. You hurriedly, pointedly, go forward. You look like you're on a mission. That one I will accept. Yeah. So. 
because I, I feel like you had said that you were trying to get us out of there as fast as you could. Uh, she, I believe so, she did say, like, deliberately and calmly, though, uh-huh. as to not draw attention. If we are serves. mall walking, the, the cart and buggy version of mall walking out of town. <laughs> I actually, I think you used that analogy last time, too. I might have. <laughs> I was not listening to, like, the last... 10 minutes of the episode earlier. Because getaway car does not actually mean fast, because they draw attention. You need to disappear into the mean streets of Ragoon. Like a crab in the night. So, yeah, Ziggurat's uh, trying to get a sense of calm going. and uh, Look, nothing we did was actually... Nothing Quill and I did was actually illegal. Story, I'm assuming you didn't get caught. Uh, No. She kind of waves at you. Legal and looking different are not connected. We're different. Right. Blame always gets pointed at what's different. I mean, you did break into the house. I did not kill anyone. Here's the thing. Neither do we. No. We were standing at the gate. But you were the last to talk to someone who was killed. And the crime is being different. I don't know about that. Regardless, Quill and I were on the other side of a gate. The gate was locked. We weren't let in. We talked to another guard that talked to the first guard. He saw us and knew what we were there for. We were basically salesmen. It was the dog on the other side of the gate that committed the murder. Therefore, there's nothing we did here that we appeared to be worried about. You had a witness. No, we had somebody that knew that we weren't in charge of the dogs that killed that man. I feel like Story is suggesting you need to go back and kill the other guard. <laughs> she gives you a look. That can only be described as, oh, my sweet summer child. Is the cart moving? The cart at this point is trundling along the dark streets, and you do still hear shouting off in the distance. Can we make out what the shouting says? Uh, Do a perception roll for me. Ziggurat's talking, so he's probably not going to do a perception roll. And she's going to be on... On. But she's talking, so it's only a 15. Did Quill roll? Quill's in the field position in the back of the car. I guess, I guess my ears aren't broken. Remember, too, that he's, he's rethinking his life. So, I mean, it's, it's up to John. Does Quill want to try to make I, out? I got a 14. Okay. Sure. Yeah, I'm filled. Probably taking in the surrounding conversation. and So, the voices do seem to be some sort of 
group of people that are alarmed. And you can't make out anything distinct, like specific words or anything like that, but it, it does seem that they're alarmed and possibly searching. But beyond that, you're not sure as far as intent goes, why they're searching. Right. So we're on our way out of town at this point, obviously. And um, Quill's like, we just need to make sure our story is right. And to be honest, you could take Quill and I out of the mix and that man probably still would have died. He went over to check on a dog that was barking. He was having a conversation with us. There was another guard in proximity. He left, talked to the dogs, and the dogs started attacking him. The other guy, afterwards, when you jumped over the wall, he came over to check on us. We talked to him, and we're like, hey, look, mate, we have no idea. And he believed us. So yeah, Ziggurat's just trying to explain basically that um, there is very little reason why we should even be suspects because there were witnesses that showed that we were on the other side of the fence basically being salespeople. And we were under watch the whole time. Story is trying to explain racism as a, as a bird uh, who has, you know, dealt with racism and and oh zero gets that yeah. well and that's like okay so when that guard says when they start looking at the guard story doesn't trust that the guard is going to be like oh yeah no those two dudes that are not in town anymore and we're new in town and have no emotional connection to anyone out here they're totally fine keep suspecting me I'm so I'm going off of the nat twenty that I had with the hopes that uh, I sold us as traveling salespeople, traveling big dog salesmen. Yeah, big that, dog salesmen. That's right. Yeah. He, the The problem with that is the uh, the nat twenty we got was to a man who's dead. Yeah, that's fair. Valid. Yeah. <laughs> Anne really loves that cigarette is just like, but no, truth and justice will prevail, and Sarah's like, no. Corruption and assholes will prevail. Quill is in the back of the cart. Headcrasher, do I look cursed to you? Is, am I, am I just bad luck, Headcrusher? And Headcrusher picks his long-eared head up, looks at you kind of sideways, and then, eee. That's as I fear. That has. You know, there's this old tale about tabaxi and, and bad luck, and I, I didn't believe it, but now, with all these people dying, Head Crusher, I, I think I might be cursed. And he looks over your scarred visage. <laughs> Fair. Ziggurat is... Ziggurat, I, I, I don't know if this is cool. Based off of everything that Ziggert was saying before to Story, is it possible to do a persuasion check on Quill? Uh, you, you could, uh, depending on what you want to say, yeah. Basically, Quill or Ziggert's trying to say to Quill, and through all the things I was saying before, that 
not only are it does it not seem like we were innocent, we were completely innocent because Quill was standing right next to Ziggurat when all that happened. And the dog attacking the man had little to do with our presence there. So is this like a persuasion against self-pity and depression role? <laughs> uh, this is a snap out of it role. I'd say like... Yeah, against I, I would I would roll wisdom because my like all my wisdom at this current junction is like, or is yeah, that a will save, curse. or will save wisdom save? That's wisdom. <laughs> yeah, let's do persuasion. I feel like if we're being like comparing this to to real life moments of of uh, self pity and depression, it, the persuasion should be a disadvantage. That's totally fair. Sure, yeah, I'll, I'll roll wisdom save for this. A uh, 16. Oh, yeah, you beat me. Oh, so <laughs> it's a 12. Lady Ziggurat turns. I'm assuming Ziggurat turns and tells me these things, and Quill just goes, those, those are valid points, Ziggurat, but three, three human beings that I've known and talked with have died recently, and it's been basically just one thing after another that I've said to them that is ultimately led to their deaths i mean and more if we count count the guard captain or i'm sure they after we left they strung up that little gnome tybalt he's probably dead too after you say that head crusher like puts a haunch over you and then glares at ziggurat and like shakes his head and then stomps his hoof really hard <laughs> trying to help a friend mate <laughs> i love that like th of the three of us i think ziggurat's the most pure and he's being blamed for everything <laughs> <laughs> he's the easy scapegoat yeah which is funny because that's what <laughs> what story is trying to explain to him is we are the easy scapegoats so at this moment on the street, far down the street behind you, you hear more shouting, and you see the glow of torches start to round the bend. How slow are we trundling? <laughs> you're trying, I mean, you're, <laughs> you're trying not to draw attention, so it's That's probably true, pretty yeah. slow, and it is the middle of the night. Uh, just, just wait. I'm just gonna be back here. If we if we have anything important, I'll I'll get up for it. But I'm just gonna stay back here. Uh, that's fine. Um, perhaps just be on the lookout. I have a trick up my sleeve where I could suggest somebody to argue for our case. If they get too close. Does it seem like they are following us, or are they just happening to be back there? From what you can tell, it's still at quite a distance behind you. But it just seems as though there's a group of several people with torches that are walking down the street behind you. And they do seem like they're on a mission. They don't appear to have noticed you in the cart just yet, though. Okay. So we're just going to keep tried and true. Mall walking our way. Even a slow cart is faster than people walking. 
generally speaking. You do start to pull away, and you guys reach the outskirts of town. As you do, you see lights up ahead, too. Barring the road out of town. What? Story just looks at cigarette. <laughs> Midnight? Points at the. Well, uh, let me try to get us out of this. And honestly, if we get into a sticky situation and my spell doesn't work, then you can go stabby stab. So, as the cart draws closer, can all of you do a perception check for me? Ooh, 20. Dirty 20. 12. She's a little nervous. 23. Nice. Ooh. Okay. Not the stickiest situation she's ever been in, but she's out of her depths here. Zigrit, you're up front. Are you driving or is Story driving? Story's driving. Story's driving, okay. So not being quite as preoccupied, but talking. Mm-hmm. Story, you look ahead and you see that the road seems firmly blockaded. And you see multiple torches. You see a group of about 10 people, but you can't quite make out much more than that right now. Ziggurat, as you look up the road with your keen dragonborn eyes, you notice that they're wearing the livery of the fake sheriff's men. And you can see off in the distance a block to the north and south on opposite streets. There's more men posted that appears to be blocking all of the outroads of the city. Story, this has nothing to do with what just happened. These are the former sheriff's men. This city's under siege. We need to turn around and head back and warn everybody. And Quill, with a 23, you can hear some of the men up ahead. Is it time yet? Is it time? No, no. God. We wait for the signal. Up on the rooftops, off to the right of the cart, you can hear the scrape of a soft, supple leather boot. Story hands the reins off to Ziggurat. Quill, you catch anything? Uh, Quill leans up and kind of angles himself out of the cart. I guess I just do what I'm good at. And summons, like, kind of points in that direction where he heard the boot and summons Shadow Spawn. But... (sighs) (laughs) You have... A rogue! <laughs> she specializes in this! And Head Smasher, perhaps sensing the ill intent and the tenseness of Quill, 
snorts, stomps his hooves. And, uh, yeah, just... so these, these shadows pull away and coalesce next to whatever this figure is. And Quill just says, you, you know what to do, buddy. Get him. After all, this is all I know how to do, right? Kill innocent people. Glory <laughs> signs at Ziggurat and go and says, "Should I hide? Should I warn?" We need to stay together. Stay in the cart. Stay hidden as much as you can. Maybe get back with Quill. All right, she does that. But it's an open air cart, yeah. There's a donkey back there. She hides behind the donkey? I thought we had a tarp. I, I don't remember we ever actually, like, described said cart. For what we paid for that donkey. Yeah, for- no, I thought it was a pretty good cart. Yeah, we got a pretty good It wasn't, like, the best, but it was pretty pretty average. I think the guy talked it up a lot. Uh, None of us yeah, actually okay, inspected okay. the cart. Because he was a schmoozing used car salesman type fellow. We were so focused on the donkey, we forgot to check out the cart. Sales 101. Well, I would have I made sure we got at least a covered cart. Really should have taken to that cart mechanic and had him check it out before you got <laughs> there cart before you signed that paperwork. First. It's a lot of moving parts. There's an axle, there's spokes. There's... Do we need cart insurance? Is that uh I hope you got that that uh, gap insurance on it. So yeah, Story will go in the back and if she doesn't have anything to hide under, she's going to at least have her hands ready to grab daggers. For when uh for when we literally ride over gaps is, is that what you're saying? Moving on. Your shadow spawn appears on this rooftop, and you're going to have an attack. Yeah, it's going to take a couple swipes at whoever is hanging out up there. Okay, give me an attack roll with your shadow spawn, sir. We're at level five, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's yes. d20 plus six. So it would be 14 to hit. Uh, that is a miss. Yes. And then I think we're level five now. I'm trying to think if I get two attacks with that instead of just one. Or actually, I think it's still just. Uh... Oh, I suppose I need to pick one of the three forms. Uh, it's gonna be the uh the despair one. Yeah, I think that's the emotion I'm channeling right now. Is despair. Seems fair. That's fair. So uh, anything within five feet of it has its speed speed reduced by 20 feet on its next turn. All right. So does it get a second attack or no? Oh, no, not currently. Okay. Now, one would anticipate a giant shadowy monster appearing next to you and taking a swipe at you to elicit some sort of reaction. However... You just hear silence. Go ahead and roll some initiative for me, please. Okay. Oh, not too bad. 14. 
Uh, 19 total. Nice. Okay. 21. So fast. The shadowy figure does a 15 hit? Against the uh, shadow spawn? Yes. For the shadow spawn? Yeah. Is Quill aware of if this creature is getting hit? It's a great question. Would I be? I mean, it's, um, it's intrinsically attached to me. I I don't know. Do you share like an empathetic link like you do with a familiar? No, it's not. I think direct. it just summons and goes, right? Yeah. Then probably not. Well, actually, I suppose. Well, I, it was a surprise. So are we starting like proper initiative? Yes. And this thing is just that fast. Okay. But yeah, like at least in the spell description, it doesn't clarify whether or not it, it obeys my verbal commands. So okay, I so see. not you wouldn't necessarily know if it's getting hurt. Yeah. So its speed is reduced by twenty. Yep. Okay, that's its turn. It's Story's turn. How, how much damage did it deal? Uh, I need to keep six. Six. Okay, I need to keep track of that. It has health. <laughs> So how far ahead is everyone? So you guys are still in the cart? Yes. We are. I think at this point, like if, if I were to think when Quill probably cast this, still had, or Story had handed the reins off to Ziggret, and Story's in back, and Ziggret has probably turned the cart around, but not um, gone any further distance. I'm about ready to go. So you're facing the opposite direction. Yep, with the intent of going back to the underground entrance. So I would be watching behind us then. I mean, it was still a fair distance away from the blockade. Like, far enough that Story couldn't see details, but Ziggret could with a really good perception roll. So there's really nothing around us except for, do I hear scuffling up on the rooftops at this point? Does the shadow spawn make a sound yes. when it gets hit? Yeah. Then yeah, you would probably have heard that. I mean, I assume this thing still feels pain. It may be from the shadow. And belt. does it have it was it an aura of despair or does it It can use its action to basically do like a dreadful presence. Okay. So it's not like an auditory thing. Well, that it does wail. When it does that, yes. Okay, so then you would definitely have heard that. Okay. Um, she is going to uh, grab out her crossbow and hold and shoot at anything aggressive. If she's holding that, then it'd be Quill's turn. Okay. Uh, the Shadow Spawn has standing orders, but Quill, noticing we are turning around, is gonna yeah just Ziggurat would have said what we're doing too like when he said because I think he said it loud enough to try to get at least attempt to tell Quill when he told story this is an ambush this is a siege this has nothing to do with what we just came from yeah, he's, he's gonna throw a ray of frost up at that roof at disadvantage oh that's so sad 
Yeah, it does not. How If you can't see them, how can you hit them with a ray of frost? Because I heard where you... Well, oh, I didn't hit them with a ray of frost. But there's a whole ass building in the way. We're on the ground. We're not on the roof. Yeah. But I'm assuming these roofs are okay. tall. <laughs> Even, like, you'd have to stand pretty far. What's the distance on Ray of Frost? 60 feet. Also, uh, I mean, uh, not to, to like, Quill, Quill heard something and is just attacking. And it's just whipping. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Okay, you and the bird are going to have other conversations. <laughs> <laughs> is Quill going to do anything else? No, Quill's staying in the cart. All right, then we go to Ziggurat. I need to get a donkey icon and a Fred the horse icon, too. We would need a map to use that. Yeah, but then I can add them into the initiative tracker. Ah. Is controlling a mount a bonus action? Oh, that's a good question. Or does the horse get its own initiative? Well, it it does, actually. <laughs> well, it. So, going off of Pike Theos... When Pythios is on a horse, the horse gets to take its turn immediately after Ziggurat under the control of Zig- or, uh, of, of, of the rider, basically. Uh, Steve, and then the Shadow Spawn does go. That's right. Sorry. Let's do that first. I'll look up the rules on that. It It is going to shriek at this guy or gal, whoever's up here. So you have to make a... Wisdom saving throw. Okay. Natural 20. Is this the day that Steve turns it around? Yes. Okay, they are on. They are not afraid. Still can't move very far, but they're not afraid. Okay. Is there any other actions your shadow spawn can take? No, that is its, uh, its action. Okay, now we go over to Ziggurat. I'm just reading on this quick so I want to make sure I get this right. I mean, we're very rule specific on this podcast. <laughs> yes, but he is our rule master, so you cannot do, you got to keep him. I have a I have a law degree in D&D rules. So if we want to go the way off of Pike Theos does, the horse like if if so, if uh, somebody's riding the horse the rider gets a move, and then the horse gets to take its turn under the control of the rider immediately after on the initiative turn. That makes sense. So, Ziggurat, I mean, okay, all holds are off at this point uh, with Quill casting Ray of Frost. So Ziggurat's going to turn around and cast Fireball at that group of people at the blockade. Oh my god, so we're just going to lead them to the magic users. We have to... <laughs> you want to know how I'm going to play my next character? Story's just going to have an aneurysm. <laughs> uh, the thought process... Let me, let me just talk this through real quick. The thought process is Quill just cast a combat spell and... Ziggurat sees an opportunity as they're turning around to try to weaken this enemy that's sieging them, but they still have no way to get out of town, and the best course of action is to go get allies. So that's that's his immediate thought process, and fireballing. Fireball has a distance of... 
150 feet. Okay. Is that going to be sufficient? And and would Ziggert know this? Because I could add metamagic to make it a distance spell. I would think at the distance we described, it would probably be over 100 feet. Over 150? 150. Because if it's far enough that story has trouble making out details, but you can just see the color of the livery. That makes sense? Got it. Makes perfect sense. So I'm going to use my meta magic and cast Distant Spell, which... Those those two guys were talking very loud, apparently. <laughs> well, I mean, you did get a really fucking awesome roll, too. So, But still... We'll say the wind carried their voices or something. I don't know. Well, you know, cobblestone and a gust of the right breeze and you are a cat. The fates <laughs> just shined on you in that moment. Shut up. I used metamagic then to make the spell a distance spell, which gives me 300 feet. So the length of a football field away. Uh, Dex 15 saving throw. But there's remember, there's they have torches. So they're lit, so you can target them. They're definitely lit now. Yeah. <laughs> Not in the fun way, either. So I'm just casting for whatever the first probably person that I see as a torchlight, I'm casting for that. Okay. So 20-foot radius. Everybody in that radius has to take a dex saving throw and save on 15. Okay. That was a good roll. Uh... Two of them pass, three of them fail. So three of them take 30 damage, oh, geez. fire damage, and two of them take 15 fire damage. Okay, so you just hear this like combination of Wilhelm screams as Fireball just blasts right next to this barricade. Yeah, they're hurting. They're hurting bad. Yeah, Ziggurat, like slowly draws his wand across his arm past his hand and this moat probably the size of a baseball of fire just forms and you just and you just see a line nice and just momentarily lights up the night and then I'm gonna dash the horse and then you hear a horn sound and suddenly it starts echoing from all around around the city. A little bit, one in the distance, and then another joins it. Until there's just this surround sound horn in the middle of the night. And you see people groggily walking out. You see torches arcing inward as the sheriff's men start throwing lobbing torches at nearby buildings. The shadowy figure on the rooftop is going to try to run. Okay. So that will provoke. My god, that is the second uh, three I've rolled in two rolls. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, I assume a nine does not hit. That does not hit. Let's see. So that's only gives them... 10 feet that should be enough to get to the edge of the rooftop 
and they leap over the side of the building. Okay. Into the alleyway. And then it is Story's turn. She turns, so she is facing forward. What is in front of us? Uh, as of right now, people are starting to walk out of their houses. Way down the street, we'll say you can start to see the vague glow of torchlight from the group that was following you. But as of yet, they're not... Like, they haven't gotten close enough where you can see them yet. <sighs> Other than, like, civilians in houses looks relatively clear. Like, no one's in the middle of the road yet. So, story is going to... Well, this one's hard. Because talking is a free action, but is signing? Sure. It's still communication. I'll call it that. Yeah. Uh, story is going to try to sign at Ziggurat. To yell, we need to fight. And then she's going to ready an action. And, um, and she's going to watch in front of him and put a crossbow bolt in the head of any bad cop. You're aiming forward or you're just aiming backwards towards the barricade, towards whatever's nearby? No, we have to get to the magic users. Okay. So anybody in our way, anybody who's going to look in our to be in our way, I'm ready to shoot him in the head. Specifically not villagers. This is a specifically bad guys. Specifically the people in the liveries. Okay. All right. Fair. So since you guys are in a cart, so you're basically you're readying an action in case someone runs out or you see someone so you can shoot them. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Then Quill and or Shadow Spawn. Okay. Uh, Quill snaps his fingers. Selman's Zaraba top of his ears and isn't moving uh shadow spawn can move 40 feet and still attack is that man within 40 feet if your shadow spawn wants to leap off the building that would use up only about yeah. 10 feet of movement we'll say because yeah it would it's order is to kill this person it's gonna chase him down and try to kill him okay yeah i won't even How much is it before you take fall damage? Because I did a, I had my person do a dex check. It's ten, like every, like ten feet, and then every ten feet after is another d six. Does your shadow spawn have a, a acrobatics it just gets a, score? It has a dex, or maybe just a dexterity roll. Just do that. Just a dex roll to see if it takes damage. Plus, gets a plus three. 20. <laughs> Total. Nice. Okay. Uh, Shadow Spawn, like, dives to off the side of the building. And, yeah, it still would be within reach because person was not able to move after leaping off the building. Okay. Uh, yeah, then... Lands on person. Pretty much, yeah. Was that a 20? Uh, it's a 20, a dirty 20 to hit. That is a hit. So a d12 plus 6 damage. Oh, that is 16 cold damage. Oof. Total is this, this creature is now 
gonna start rending into him. And that's uh that's our combined turn. Quill Quill just hanging out in the cart. And then it would be Ziggurat's turn. Uh Ziggurat is gonna cast Melf's minute meteors on himself. So for ten minutes, six tiny meteors are floating around me, and I can use a bonus action later to throw them at people. Since I don't see any targets, I'm just casting it so they're out. And then same thing, I'm gonna continue the horse dashing in the direction of the uh underground. So full tilt with Fred the horse. Yep. Okay. But, but right. are you gonna yell? Oh, thank you. Yes, I am. Ziggurat is gonna yell through the streets and say, Ragoons under siege, the false sheriffs gods have come back arm yourselves if you can otherwise get back to your homes so just to set the stage let's just recap what's cinematically going on you've just whipped this horse into a frothy frenzy and you're pulling a cart you have tiny little meteors orbiting you story's got her crossbow out Looking rad as hell. Aiming for any fucking asshole coming up to step up and start some shit. Quill has this horrific shadow creature that he summoned that's attacking some shadowy figure in an alleyway right now. Is he still snuggling the donkey? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Rob is there too. Yeah. It's a snuggle yeah. pile. It's a snuggle pile with a furry tabaxi, a pissed-off donkey, and a desert gecko. Love it. This is a great visual. (laughs) I love the idea that Quill is like, I'm in the fight. He's back there. (laughs) Just petting the donkey. Ziggurat casts these meteors that are hovering around him. Whips the horse into a frenzy. The glow from the torches that have been thrown starts to light up some of the houses on the outskirts of town. People are starting to yell, start running back into their houses, grabbing what they can to arm themselves. You are now moving towards the glow that was following you before. That glow is getting a little bit brighter as... You are moving towards them, and they are moving towards you. Moving at a high rate. Then we're going to jump back to Shadowy Figure in the alleyway, who is going to attack the Shadow Spawn. Uh, 13? Misses. Shit. Okay. And is going to attempt to run again. Okay. Banking on that sweet deck score. Provoke. 23 total to hit. Shit, that's a hit. D12. Are you sure? Uh, It's a total of 10 cold damage. Then we're going to wrap around to story. I, I mean... Is there anything different in front of us? Um, as of right now, no. But you are now propped up in the front of the cart. Crossbow ready. Um, I'm trying to think. 
Yeah, probably not. Have you hit hidden yet? There's no point. How far is your range on your crossbow? I suppose the shadowy figure is probably out of sight at this point. 80 to 320. Yeah, because it's in an alley. Otherwise, I'd say you could try to take a shot at the shadowy person. How far are we from the magic users? Um, I mean, you're a ways, a little ways through town. If you're trying to get back straight to the underground, it's probably going to be a few minutes. Okay. Um, I mean, there's not much I can do. Yeah, not without leaping out of the cart. Nope, and I'm not doing that. We're very slowly trying to get to the magic users. How fast is is the horse going? Say, what is a cart's base speed? It's not... Horse base speed is 60. I assume the cart reduces it somewhat. It's probably, I would guess, 30. and yeah, then 30. And 60 so we're dashing, so 60. Yeah, because like carrying a person reduces your speed in half. So a horse carrying a cart, I assume, would reduce its speed. A loaded cart. A loaded cart, yeah. With a donkey in it. Just, yeah, we'll just say cinematically it's easily find that information. 30 feet. So I'd be dashing, so it's 60 feet. Yeah, I'm cool with that. All right. So. Yeah, so 60 feet, so roughly, I mean, the speed of someone running, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, we're for sure going back faster than when we left. Yep, because you were just moseying along, trying not to draw attention before. Mm -hmm. And now you're starting some shit. Yeah, she's going to have that crossbow bolt ready. Uh, She can't do fireworks like her guys. And taking one rando out, I don't even think she could reach a rando at this point, so. <laughs> She's going to stress. She's going to stress. That's and a free action. Out. It's a free action. It's a free insult. Just, you just stress out as a free action, a regular action, and a bonus action. Mm-hmm. Then we go back to Quill. Uh, Quill just... Readies in action tells Rava, uh, if anything approaches the cart that seems dangerous, inform me. I'll I'll whip something at it. Continues to hang out in the cart and shadow spawn. I imagine this very like fern gully looking ooze monster rolls up once again on this poor man, or woman, or shadowy figure, and if uh, yeah, strikes again. <laughs> For 22 to hit. Jesus. Okay, yeah, that's a hit. Uh, 13 total cold damage. At some point, I assume, like, because the orders for the Shadow Spawn stand, even if this person goes down, you don't have to tell me. It's going to keep just wailing on this person. Oh, God. Even after death. This is going to be brutal. Yeah, it has, it has no new orders. I'm not there to, like, command it. It was told to kill this person. It is just going to keep mutilating it even if it's dead <laughs> and then we go to Ziggret Ziggret uh, can I take an action to do a perception check to see what the people ahead of us are because Ziggret has a moment where he's like 
those people are outside of the city trying to siege inward. Ziggert doesn't want to make a mistake of firing on potential friendlies because he doesn't know anything about those people that were behind us. Yes. Go ahead and roll me a perception check. It's going to be a tough one, though, because they're a ways away. So disadvantage? Mm Mm-hmm. Got it. Nine. Yeah, you can't really tell much right now. Totally fair. Um, Then that's my turn. And I'm going to keep the horse going 60 feet back towards the other way. Okay. Then the flames are spreading unnaturally fast. You're fairly certain that there's some sort of accelerant that's already been applied to some of the buildings. The buildings are very close together, which is not helping because there's nothing to slow it down. You do notice a few people are trying to fight the fires as best they can, but the closer ones to the outskirts of town where the barricades are are being engaged and stopped actively by some of the guards. A lot of the people that have dashed back into their buildings are shouting and yelling, trying to wake up anyone else they can. You just hear chaos in every direction, basically. Let's go back to Shadowy Figure for... We'll do one more round here. Shadowy Figure is going to attack the Shadow Spawn again. Nice. 21. That'll hit. Okay. There we go. Uh, 14 damage. Okay. And then is going to keep running. Okay. Which will, of course, provoke. Wonderful. And 19 to hit. Uh, that is a hit. For another 11 damage cold. Oof. Okay. And then we go to story. Um, again, has anything, like, we're still just running, yeah? So people are dashing in and out of the street. There's screaming, there's yelling, more fire now. The guards have, you do see guards moving in amongst the houses, but nothing dashing immediately in front of you right now. Yeah, she's going to hold an action for either a guard getting in our way or a guard, like, actively aggressive towards a villager. Alright. And then we'll go to Quill and Shadow Spawn. Quill continues uh, readying in case something approaches us, and Shadow Spawn does what Shadow Spawn does best. Approach and strike. Attacking for a 25 to hit. It rolled a 19 on the dice. Okay, yeah, that's a hit, obviously. 25, that's bullshit. This creature has no mercy. Oh god, it's dealing uh, 18 cold damage. Oh my god. Okay, um, let me do maths here. That hurts, okay. Okay. I'm very excited for just how horrible this body may end up being. Does Quill do anything different? Quill readies another... Like, Quill is basically similar to Story in tracking mode for 
in case we're put in danger. Okay. And then... Zigrit. So, I think we moved... We've moved... Three rounds. 240 feet so far. Yep. Since we started. Any more clarity on the people we... Because you said we were charging towards people that were charging towards us. Yep. Let's do another perception roll. And Story is welcome to do this as well. Uh, regular or at disadvantage? Let's just do regular. I'm fine. 15. Same, 15. So you see, coming down the street, a mixture of people of different heights and possibly different races. All of them with torches. They don't seem particularly organized, but they do appear to be sprinting now. Ziggurat e-breaks the cart. <laughs> uh, no, I, I slow up the cart towards the people, and I shout, Hi, it's Ziggurat and Story and Quill. Uh, please tell me your friends. As loud as I can, I shout for my turn. Um, and are they in? Are they in the liveries, or are they RP like villagers? You do not see them in livery. Okay. They appear to be in different, just different street clothes. Um, so yes, for my turn, I'm going to hold an action. I'm going to hold firebolt just in case they're bad guys. So if they start to attack us, I will shoot a firebolt. But other than shouting like, hey, this is us. Hopefully you guys are friends. That's my turn. Actually, I don't think I can hold Firebolt because I stopped the cart, which is not one of the. Let's just not hold Firebolt. So the fire spreads further. Uh, more chaos, screaming, panic, disorder. People are starting to engage with some of the liveried men. Down a side street, ahead of the cart, in between you and the oncoming figures with torches, appears a phalanx of six of the sheriff's men. Bad sheriff? Bad sheriff. Good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we have to be more clear. Pater, like... Bad sheriff or pater sheriff. All of them look beefy. They are all carrying spiked clubs. And basically clobbering anyone that gets in their way. How how far away from us are they? We'll say 40 feet. 40 feet, then... One of them's dead. These held actions can kick in natural 20 jesus okay <laughs> so i take out the biggest baddest looking ah uh, story plays by prison rules damn right oh that was for a 28 by the way and then that's for 11 damage 11 yes so even if he isn't taken out he's having a real rough time doing whatever the heck he thought he was doing Okay, and then Quill had a ready to action as well, right? Yeah, 
just throws a ray of frost out for a 23 to hit. 23 to hit. Uh, and that is a cone? Or no, just a ray. Just, yeah, it's a single target. It is, it is not cone of coal. But it would deal 15 cold damage if it does hit. Sorry, brain's not working. Does that just hit one or multiple targets? Just one target. It's just it's one target. Trip. Thank you. Yeah. I don't I don't have cone of cold. That's the one that's the arc. Thank you. Maybe someday. Maybe someday I'll take cone of cold. Maybe someday you'll be a real boy. Isn't it like a fourth level spell? Yeah, it's very powerful. Yeah. <laughs> we go to shadowy figure. Shadowy figure is going to finally decide that running is probably the smarter option here and is just going to double move. So is he? He's just running. He's just running, not disengaging. Um, Probably disengage, yeah. Okay, so then, well, it... If he disengages, he doesn't get that extra movement. Then it's just that single move, yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't mean much. You know what? Screw it. No, he's just gonna... Just gonna try to run. They're, they're, I mean, they're just gonna try to run. Yeah, that's fair. So at least there's a chance. A natural 20 for 20. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Guess sure. that's not happening. This poor bastard, he's been fighting this shadow monster. Uh, for a total Shouldn't of have signed up with the bad sheriff. 17 cold damage. 17 cold damage. Shit. Wait, did you double it? Yep. Yeah. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. It was, it was an 8 and a 3, so unfortunately I got the high and the low on that. Yuck. Alright, and then over to story. <laughs> yeah, we are 40 feet away from this phalanx of guardsmen bad people so the cart is stopped and probably perpendicular in the road at this point um or made like diagonal in the road just to give story a frame of reference and then they're in an alleyway that's perpendicular to us then uh yeah like a cross street okay so she's just watching people wail on villagers yeah yep the person that she shot before he's obviously still up only 11 damage yep are people are the villagers fighting back unsuccessfully but yes she's gonna shoot a new guy she's gonna try to spread that damage because we were talking about a different bonus action that you had as a rogue do you have bonus action hide unlocked Yes, that would be part of um, the second level abilities that you get. Because it is the hide, uh, disengage, or dash as a bonus action. Yep, that can bonus action hide. Hide in the cart and just shoot over the edge of it. Which, I mean, at this point, are, is there anybody actually actively going after us? Uh, not yet. You've been spotted, but that's it. Okay. Um, she's gonna take <clears throat> the next closest person. 
and just spread that damage. I feel like the shadowy figures, like, this is the worst night of their entire life. <laughs> it's just horrible and horrible. Can thing. we see the shadowy figure yet? No, a shadowy, you left the shadowy figure behind. Oh, so they're just, it's a whole other fight that we're just It's a whole a other fight happening okay. back on the so outskirts yeah, yeah. of town. Story's just gonna shoot the next person and try to help a villager out. And she's going for, like, heads and eyes and, like, anything to help. Permanent maiming attacks. <laughs> mm-hmm. And with that 15, does she hit anybody? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Sweet. Yep. She does a fantastic 7 damage. Okay. To, to maybe boost that up, uh, are these figures engaged with the villagers? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't. You would get sneak attack for that, because if an enemy is engaged with... Uh... That was actually my question about bonus action hide. Oh, ranged weapon. Oh! You can still bonus action hide in the cart. Yep. Take a stealth roll. Yeah, you can still get your sneak attack damage. But yeah, everybody is engaged. So I do get sneak attack with that. Should have also gotten it last time, but... That's another 11 damage. Okay. Advocating for our rogue. So yeah, so yeah, she will bonus action hide so she can make sure to get it next time. We we all want to advocate for our rogue dealing max damage. It's true. I was I was trying to not be too metagamey there. Obviously Story would know that, so that makes sense. Story would know all of this and she's pretty. Uh but she's not so great at the remembering. And then we'll go to Quill and shadow creature. Okay, uh, yeah, I guess Quill. Well, Rava's informing Quill. They're bad people. Quill is going to. Some of these are far too dangerous to like fire into a crowd. So Quill just chooses to ray of frost at another one of the liveried men. For an eight. <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna try to target any specific one or just a random one probably the big like the biggest one. Oh, that's two hit not damage yeah, yeah that does hit. not hit in another part of the battlefield uh, shadow spawn continues to chase this man down is it is their speed still reduced yes every time that they are within five feet of the Shadow spawn, their f movement speed is reduced by 20 feet. Okay, so... For their next round. For the next round. Okay, that's what I was looking for. Alright, Yeah. cool. So that would be the 40 feet away. And that's the shadow spawn's movement. God damn it. Okay. Shadow <laughs> figure should have just I think kept it's, fighting. Yeah, I, I think it's, in a, it's built in a way so that people who try to run from the despair form can't escape. <laughs> That tracks. That seems what seems how it's working out, anyways. It's very disparaging. Yeah. Uh, it, it won't hit though with a nine to hit. It's, I roll threes a lot. Maybe I should increase my screen size. Maybe that'll make the dice roll better. Maybe that's what it is. It's just the screen size, not not an algorithm. Yep, not an algorithm. Well, the shadow spawn is tired. 
It's true. He's been beating the hell out of this person for quite a while. And then we go to Ziggret. Uh, Ziggret is just kind of taking in uh, the situation and seeing this phalanx of guards coming towards us and noticing his buddy Quill just kind of struggling a little bit. So he's going to reach over and like with his wand, just reach out and touch Quill and say, listen, mate, you've got this. This is about protecting this entire city. And he's going to bless you. Oh, ooh. I like it. Do you feel blessed, John? You're blessed. Uh, and for my bonus action, I'm going to send two meteors to that group of, of people coming towards us. I'm going to hit one. Wait. I need to make sure they go to different targets or not. Yep, points. So I'm going to hit either side of the phalanx because these each of these meteors blows up and does a radius of five feet damage. So anybody standing within five feet of both of these hits would take damage too. Oh no, collateral damage. Just a little. Not a lot. So we'll target a guy on the front left of the phalanx first. And he has to save on a dex 15 saving throw. And anybody within five feet of him as well. Uh, 18? That saves. So he would take two. Okay, and then two, and then whoever's near him. So villager one. I thought it. Sorry, I thought it was a phalanx that was like marching towards us with like shields. Uh, no, no shields. They just have clubs, spiked clubs. But when you said phalanx, they're like close together, organized. Yes, in a clump. they're they're like in a wedge, walking through. The road, but there's remember like any time they get within arm's reach of people, they're just beating the yeah, hell out of them. You know, yeah. In the heat of it, Sigurd probably hits a villager. <laughs> uh, it's maybe story should have a talk with Sigurd instead of Quill. Oh, she's gotta have a talk to both of you about <laughs> when things are quiet and you can get away without fireworks. You should probably get away without fireworks. <laughs> also passes. Okay, so also two. Anybody that fails on this attack will take five. I still have another one. Is there any other guards within five feet of that one? Sure, why not? Up to you. I'll just say one guard is within five feet. Sixteen is a pass, right? That'll be half, so two. So the other attack on the other side? So basically, if anybody gets a fifteen or more, they take three. And if they roll a fourteen or less, they'll take six damage. Okay. And there are no civilians on this side, we'll say. Okay, that's a fail, so six. And then pretty tight phalanx, and 15 on the nose. So that'll be three. And that's my turn. Standing tall in the cart. Fucking meteor is just flying around you, whizzing down back and forth. Magic shooting everywhere. I love how he's doing that, and I still have technically hidden in the source of fireworks. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, there's so many distractions around, is really what it is. Okay, so the group 
down the way is gotten significantly closer the last round. And you see leading the charge the two gnomes that were training story dashing in and out of the fray slicing at the livery guards as they run. I'm trying to actually like roll this to make it somewhat random. <sighs> Jorson and Jorson and Jelquis. Jelquis. Jelkis. Jelkis. Okay. Jorson slashes out, manages to put a nasty looking gash in the side of one guard. Jelkis leaps up and manages to disembowel another guard just flat out completely like slices up underneath the armor and guts just spill out into the street and doesn't even slow down in the crowd you see numerous people from the underground some of them are moving with just preternatural speed some of them are casting spells here and there just disrupting the flow of combat but you do not see Yaladu. You do not see Nico, and you do not see Trisha. And then we go back to Shadow Figure, who has realized he doesn't stand a goddamn chance. There is no escape. There is only fight. So he's just going to Talk about despair. <laughs> I see why it's called that. You just cannot escape it. That's a natural 20 for 20 damage. Okay. Uh, with that... And finally the shadow spawn fizzles out of existence so i know the spell will have been broken he lived <laughs> okay that was very lucky <laughs> i do i do have to tell you steve it's even worse because uh ray of it would be even worse because ray of frost reduces movement speed by 10 which stacks on top of that so if oh I my were to god fight together with my shadow spawn people can't move <laughs> so the shadow figure just stops panting for a minute just bleeding and bruised just, what the fuck was that and then we go to story she watches the way that the twins are going and goes to shoot the guard next in front of them is anybody approaching our, our cart they have taken notice and three of them have turned towards the cart including the biggest one biggest one is there another enemy within five feet of them yes okay another enemy of the target so it doesn't necessarily have to know that we're there cool so i still get sneak attack doesn't matter got a 10 that is not a hit she continues to hide <laughs> this reminds me of like an old western where the person's like hiding in the wagon and is like peeking up with their Pew, pew, pew. Just shooting over the edge of the wagon. Yeah, basically. And then Quill without Shadow Spawn now. <laughs> there are three different bad guys within 120 feet of me, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, I cast level two Scorching Ray. Ooh. So I roll this three separate times. 22 to hit. Make sure you get your 1d4 added. That one, I will add the 1d4 because it's only... 10 total, a 14 to hit, and the last of the three is... I Watching this dice hit 
it's painful, isn't it? Uh, 15 to hit. It's very depressing sometimes to watch this digital dice. So 15 to hit was the last one? Yep. So uh, 14, 15, and then 22. Uh, so the 15 hits and the 22 hits. One is 9 damage, and the other is 7 fire damage. I think those are the only, yeah, the only effects to Scorching Ray. Roll something real quick. No. Okay, go to Ziggurat. You said there was a big-looking guy, yeah? Yes. He appears to be the leader of this group of in the Phalanx. Is he, like, in the middle of the Phalanx? No, he would be on the right side in the part of the Phalanx that's broken off and is has noticed and seems to be coming towards the wagon. At this moment, are there, within five feet of him, either good people or bad people? Bad people. Okay. With the magic and the angry-looking guards, people are staying clear now. Okay. So first, just as an incidental, uh, Ziggurat's going to look over at um, the twins and say, Welcome to the fight. Apparently there's a siege happening tonight. Where's Yelladu? He was, he was, he said he had to go get something. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> All you're right. Bad, you're a bad man, Steve. I do what I can. Uh, Ziggurat's gonna look back and just uh, unleash on Big Dude. I'm. He's going to cast Ice Knife at second level. That'll be a twenty-two to hit. Uh, that is a hit. That's gonna be four damage. So I guess unleash is relative. <laughs> I mean, it's still unleashed. It's just. It looks super cool. Instead of ripping forward, it bleh. But that's not all. Anybody within five feet, including him, has to take a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Succeed uh, dexterity 15 saving throw. Okay. Uh, that's a fail. Uh, pass. Okay. So the fail will take five damage and the pass won't take any. Okay. As the ice knife explodes. And following that ice knife very rapidly... You're going to have to take another saving throw with those two people. Ugh. Our two meteors coming that way. Fucking A. Fail. That'll be... Ooh, success. Um, So the first one will take the full nine damage. The second one will take half of that, so four. And then they have to take one more saving throw. This is an annoying spell, I'm realizing. Oh, my God. Fail. Okay, seven damage. And what was the DC? 15. Pass. Okay, so three. So how much damage for the first one? A total of... Just for the last bit. Seven, then. And that's Ziggurat's turn. Reiki. As two more meteors are circling around his head still. Did you just say Reiki? Yes, I did. (laughs) She's real angry. The crowd of people from the underground is now fully engaged in this battle magic is flying left and right people are winking in and out of existence and suddenly one whole half of the street goes dark like fire like just inky blackness and a very familiar assassin Steps out of the shadow with his hood down and his curved backed horns 
glinting. And he has his dagger and his sword, and there's blood on the dagger. And next to him, the wizard from the basement winks into existence. And then up the street, you hear loud crashing. And a building erupts. And you see this massive mechanical construct break through the side of the building. And little Yaladu up on top of it. (laughs) And he just screams, come get some motherfuckers. And Trisha calmly walking up the street. She just has two daggers and a bandolier of different potions in glass bottles wrapped in leather. And that's where we're going to end our episode tonight. You just gave Zigrit a whole armory of things that he could catapult. (laughs) (laughs) You just, you lied. You lied to me, Steve. You told, you had Yaladu tell uh, tell me that he he's going to take longer to build this horrifying monstrosity of his. I didn't say it was done. That's <laughs> true, I guess. If you guys had spent another week here, it would have been even cooler. Oofda! Oofda my. That was, that was a thing. Thank you to all of our wonderful listeners who are subscribing who are following who are reaching out and interacting with our content on various platforms thank you for listening to in absentia thank you for supporting uber geek media as we grow in absentia as a podcast and our other actual play show the wolveswood when that comes to podcast form we really appreciate all of the support and love from our fellows in the tabletop community all of our listeners and fans if you want to take that extra step and you want to support us a little bit extra you can certainly do so in a multitude of ways we can do patreon you can go to our website and click the donate button or you could just follow us continue to subscribe interact with us online because We certainly aren't doing this just to make money. We do this because it's fun as hell. My name is Steve. I've been the GM tonight. Joining me are these fantastic monsters, including John. You can't. You can't run. You can't hide. The Shadow Spawn will find you. I was John. You can find me at Seasonal Bard on Twitter. And Anne. Hi, I'm Anne. I played the Kenku Rogue, who stood for most of the combat so far. <laughs> and then hid for the other half they of hid it. hid for the other half. It's been great. <laughs> and Mark. Hi, I'm Mark. I've been your magical minigun, Ziggurat, the Dragonborn Sorcerer. That is not any way, shape, or form an exaggeration either. Jesus. <laughs> God, no. We just wanted to leave town. We just wanted to leave. <laughs> we just wanted to freaking leave. And if you two hadn't been yeah. screwing around. <laughs>